Good morning. Thank you for joining us for this Monday edition of Face the Truth, the weekday podcast of the Truth Church of Olathe, Kansas. As always, I count it a great honor to have you listening, and I trust that today's episode will be a blessing to everyone who tunes in. What a glorious Monday it is. I am still rejoicing over the great crowd that attended our parking lot service yesterday afternoon. I don't know how many of you will remember, but just a few weeks ago, I made the statement that I would not be surprised if once this lockdown was over, our crowd was bigger than it had been prior to quarantine. I am happy to report that our attendance yesterday did surpass that of our pre-lockdown numbers, and we were not even officially reopened yet. And there were a few who were not able to join us yesterday. God is doing something special at the Truth Church, and I am glad for every one of you who are helping to bring that about. Now, as I said, we were not reopened as of yesterday. Today, however, that has changed. As of today, Johnson County has joined the rest of the state of Kansas in Phase 1 of the governor's plan. Under the guidelines of Phase 1, churches no longer have to maintain a limit on crowd size, so long as we can maintain proper social distancing. That means we are back to full-fledged church tomorrow night. And let the church shout a resounding hallelujah. Now, please understand that if you or a family member in your home are in one of the high-risk groups or are sick, we respectfully ask that you continue to listen to our live audio stream for now. Having said that, however, we did insert into our policy the fact that if you are in an age bracket that classifies you as high-risk, but you want to come to church. So long as you're not currently ill, we will honor your faith. We cannot, in good conscience, refuse to allow people to attend church unless they pose a risk to others. Now, if you were not able to attend yesterday's service and would like to have a copy of our guidelines for reopening the church, please contact us. We'll gladly provide you with that copy. Also, we have a copy posted on our bulletin board. We're very excited about our first night back in the house of God as a church body. And so long as you fit the criteria outlined earlier, we look forward to worshiping with you. I, for one, can't wait. Never has the scripture that says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord, been more meaningful and appropriate than it will be tomorrow night. Now, because we are reopening our church services, we do need to consider the future of this podcast. A number of you have spoken so highly of the podcasts and what they've meant to you during this time that I don't want to just end them all together. Nevertheless, it is hard to describe the amount of time each podcast takes me to produce. For the most part, I have treated these podcasts like I would a sermon. I've prayed for direction. I have studied in preparation. I've recorded 
and sometimes re-recorded for production. I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that there have been many days I have spent the entire day just putting together one 30-minute podcast. Now, obviously, I can't maintain that level of commitment for an extended period of time when I have so many other obligations. Months ago, I promised Bishop Howard that I would teach a course for his online college beginning this fall. I've also promised to help Brother Gabriel Alviar with an online outreach tool he's developing. Plus, as the world begins reopening, I fully expect to be going back to Africa at least once before this year is out. And even if that doesn't happen, I'll be doing more online teaching for our pastors over there. Either way, it's another demand on my time. Now, I've said all of that not as an appeal for sympathy, but rather as an appeal for suggestions. I am considering producing a podcast once or twice a week instead of every weekday. However, I really want to hear from you, our listeners, as to how often you would like to have them. One of the things that I have heard from a number of people is that they've not been able to keep up on the podcasts every day. Their work schedules have been hectic, and trying to listen every day is becoming more and more difficult for them. As a result, they've fallen behind. So I would like for you to consider this. We have church on Sunday and Tuesday, but no service the remainder of the week. Now, we do have Thursday night prayer but I'm talking about a preaching service. So with that in mind, perhaps if I would provide you with a podcast every Thursday, it would give you that little extra boost to help you get through until Sunday. It's just a thought, not something that's set in stone. I truly want to get your input and not just make an executive decision. Now, for this week... I intend to continue to produce a daily podcast through Friday. However, I would really like to hear from you no later than Wednesday, maybe Thursday at the latest, but the sooner the better. I'd like to make an announcement on Friday's podcast as to what my plan will be going forward. So tell me, what is a reasonable, workable solution for me in producing them, and for you in keeping up with them. Please take a moment to let me know. In fact, if you don't mind, why not pause this podcast right now and send me a quick note telling me how often you'd like to get the podcasts. It would truly help me to hear from you right away. Just don't forget to restart the podcast. Okay, I apologize for taking so much time on this podcast dealing with the future of the podcast. This may be a first in history, a podcast about podcasts. Um, so we've, we've spent enough time talking about that. Let's go ahead and move into the Bible portion of what this program is really all about. And we've spent several days addressing Bible questions. As it stands right now, I only have a couple of questions left which still need answering. Well, let me correct that. 
there were a few questions submitted that I honestly don't think I can answer in 30 minutes or less. So I'll have to save those for a Tuesday night Bible lesson. Other than those, I have just two questions, and I plan to address both of them in today's podcast and thereby finish the question and answer series. Then I want to start dealing with a very important topic tomorrow and continue on that subject for several consecutive sessions. So here is the first question. The Old Testament indicates that we should not get tattoos. However, I've heard some people say that when Paul spoke of bearing the marks of Christ in his body, that was speaking of tattoos. Can you explain? Well, let's begin by looking at the verse mentioned by the author of this question. Leviticus 19 verse 28. Leviticus 19 28 says, you shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor print any marks upon you. I am the Lord. Now, to better understand this verse, let me read it to you from a few other translations, and then I think you can get a better sense of what the verse is saying. The Bible in basic English says, you may not make cuts in your flesh in respect for the dead, or have marks printed on your bodies. I am the Lord. The Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Hebrew Old Testament, says this, And you shall not make cuttings in your body for a dead body, and you shall not inscribe on yourselves any marks. I am the Lord your God. The Darby Bible says, And cuttings for a dead person shall you not make in your flesh, nor put any tattoo writing upon you. I am Jehovah. The English Standard Version says, You shall not make any cuts on your body for the dead, or tattoo yourselves. I am the Lord. And finally, God's Word translation reads this way, Never slash your body to mourn the dead, and never get a tattoo. I am the Lord. Now, Dr. Albert Barnes wrote in his highly regarded commentary that tattooing was probably practiced in ancient Egypt, and it was connected with superstitious notions. He said any voluntary disfigurement of the person was in itself an outrage upon God's workmanship. Now, I want to remind you, 1 Corinthians 6.19 tells us that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. That's extremely important to this discussion because of what Paul had said to the Corinthians just three chapters earlier. In 1 Corinthians 3.17, he said, If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. The word defile literally means to corrupt. So obviously, God does not want us doing anything that would corrupt his creation. And putting marks on our bodies corrupts the way God created us and should be avoided. Now, the question, however, was not whether tattoos were wrong. 
In fact, the author of the question clearly stated that they believe that tattoos are wrong. But in submitting the question, they wanted to know whether Paul's statement that he bore in his body the marks of the Lord Jesus might be a reference to having tattoos. As silly as that might sound to some of you, you might be surprised to find even in some commentaries There are those who truly believe Paul had some Christian symbol or the Lord's name literally engraved on his body. So let's look at that verse, Galatians chapter 6 and verse 17. Galatians 6, 17 says, From henceforth let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. When Paul spoke of marks in his body, was he speaking of a tattoo? Well, the answer, of course, is absolutely not. Remember, first of all, that Paul was a Jew. But not just a Jew, he was a Pharisee, which was the strictest of the Jewish sect. In writing to the church at Philippi, Paul said this, Philippians chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. Did you hear that? Paul said of his own life that when it comes to the things written in the law, he was blameless. Now, inasmuch as the law specifically forbids getting a tattoo, Paul could not possibly have been in violation of that scripture in Leviticus. So what did he mean by the marks of the Lord Jesus which were in his body? I would think that would be obvious, but let's look at it just to be certain. The word marks in this verse comes from a Greek word which means a scar of service. Although Paul did not have any tattoos, he did have plenty of scars. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 24 through 27, Paul gives this testimony. Of the Jews, five times received I 40 stripes, save one. Now, did you get that? That's kind of a convoluted way in our minds of saying there were five different times that I was given 39 lashes with a whip. Five times I was given 39 lashes with a whip. He goes on to say, verse 25, thrice or three times was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. And that's not on drugs or alcohol. That means people picked up rocks and hurled at him with the intent to kill him. And so three times then he said, I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I've been in the deep in journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, 
in perils by mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. My friend, I think it's safe to say that 195 lacerations on his back being beaten with rods three times, having literal rocks hurled at him, leaving him in a condition where his attackers thought he was dead, suffering shipwreck, being robbed, and all the other things Paul endured had no doubt left many scars on his body. And why were these scars there? Because of his service to the Lord Jesus the marks of which he spoke were his scars of service. Very quickly, let me deal with the final question. Here it is. Are people leaning too heavily on electronics rather than healthy activities? And what does the Bible say about that? Well, we know the Bible doesn't specifically mention electronics, But it does have a lot to say about being good stewards of whatever God has given us. Here's just one example. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. Let a man so account of us as ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. A steward is simply a person who's given charge over the belongings of another. What we need to understand is that everything we have, in fact, everything we are, is because of what God has given us. As Christians, nothing is really ours. Everything belongs to our master. Now, we referenced this verse earlier in this podcast, but I want to go back and look at it again, this time reading the following verse as well. The verse to which I refer is 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, but we want to also read verse 20. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 says what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own, for you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We are commanded to glorify God, not just in our spirit, but also in our body. When we become so caught up in electronics and technology that we become lazy and or lethargic, we are failing to treat our body with the respect that it deserves. We're not being good stewards of the temple of the Holy Ghost. Furthermore, it's not just our bodies with which we need to be good stewards. We also need to be good stewards of our time. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 16 says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. I'm telling you, we live in evil days. And if there has ever been a situation in which the people of God ought to be redeeming their time rather than wasting it, it's now. 
One of the biggest problems with today's technology is how much time people waste on it. I'm not talking about those who use it for their livelihood. I'm talking about gaming, social media, and other things that can become addicting if we're not careful. And I'm not saying that those things are sinful in and of themselves. I'm just saying that if you spend more time on Facebook than you do reading God's book, there's a problem. If you spend more time playing than you do praying, there's a problem. Of course, there are other dangers associated with technology. Many of today's games are filled with gratuitous violence, filthy language, pornographic images, and witchcraft. And Christians should never be involved in those things, even when playing games. And even if you stay away from anything that contains sinful material, you still need to be careful. Make sure you always put spiritual things before anything else. And then use moderation. Try to keep a healthy balance between electronics and more healthy options like physical or educational activities. Again, nothing is more important than your spiritual man. So be sure you tend to that above all else. Now, let me just say this. Whether we're talking about tattoos or we're talking about a waste of time and energy, don't forget our God is a loving, compassionate, and forgiving God. Don't let the devil take the things that I've talked about today and beat you up and put you under a cloud for the rest of your life. There's only one sin that's unforgivable, and that would take a whole new podcast to deal with, but it's not tattoos and it's not a waste of time. God will forgive you if you'll truly repent, ask him to forgive you, and determine not to do these things again. It's important that you accept the forgiveness of God and go on in your Christian walk. Well, that takes care of the last of our questions and answers. I do hope that this series has helped you gain some understanding of the biblical topics that we've discussed. I've enjoyed doing it, and I may do it again at some point in the future. So if you'd like to submit more questions, I'll hang on to them until the next time that I feel led to go to a question and answer format. Once again, thank you for joining us today. Please let me remind you that we are here to help you in any way we can. If there is anything you need, please don't hesitate to contact us. We are excited about church tomorrow night and hope you're making plans to join us. And also, be sure to send your prayer requests to prayer at olathatruth.com. That's prayer at olathatruth.com. Until our next podcast, take care. And God bless.